Hey, welcome to Cut to the Chase, the breakdown on American politics. This is Brooke, and I'm your host, the healthcare administrator who just happens to be passionate about politics. I just want to be loved and to love others, and the way that I do that is through service, serving you the breakdown on American politics daily. Let's get into it. Baby, come give me something. No, listen. I told y'all I was going to be playing music that I like. Uh, I got some good stuff out these days. All right. Welcome to this pandemic Friday. It's Friday, man. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got nothing to do. That might be real, real to a lot of folks right now. So you might as well smoke a blunt. Uh, All right, look here. Let's talk about the numbers real quick. Um, 886,000 cases in the United States and 51,000 fatalities. There you are with the numbers. As we always start, take a look at John Hopkins, review it, take a picture of it, put it on the refrigerator. I don't give up. I don't know what's me on Friday today. All right, so take a look um, or take a little listen to what your crackhead commander in confusion said apparently on Thursday. <laughs> So he out here telling people to uh, inject themselves with Lysol and other household disinfectants and also um, maybe consider getting a UV light inside of you somehow and that shit help to kill the virus. So, I just want to, I want to know when somebody is going to say, the president has gone fucking ape shit. Now, let's just, let's be clear. He was fucking nuts. Like, day one. Day one. Day one. And at this point, with a statement like that, right? With a statement like that, I am, and I don't know, I don't know how I felt about this guy, but I am thinking that he should be hospitalized, right? Because, now just think about it, just think about this, think about this. When Pop Pop, Grandpa, Granddaddy, when Granddaddy say shit like that, people will be like, He's lucid, you know, he's like 80 years old, he's in his sunset years, it's time for him to go to sleep. <laughs> you, you know, there's only two kinds of people that make those kind of fucking statements, right? And it's either a kid, right? Either a kid's like, I know what we can do, mommy. We can take Lysol, because it, yeah. 
you said that Lysol kills germs, right, Mommy? And is it the corona? Isn't that a germ? And so, like, it just makes sense to me, Mom, that if you open your mouth real wide, open up, if I, I can just spray this down your throat, you'll be okay. So it's little kids, right? Right? And then you'll be like, you'll say, well, you know what? You know what, Hector? Or Jamie? Or Daniel? Or Javier? Or whatever your little kid's name is, right? You'll be like, you know what? I can see why you thought that made sense. But let's, for one moment here, read the back of this bottle. And it says that it's not for human consumption. So two two types of people say that kind of shit. Either a kid, right? Because their brain's not fully fucking developed. Okay? A kid or... A really old person who's ready to fucking tap out. So I I I, I just feel like he's got to be hospitalized, and there are some other people who are responsible for putting this very psychotic man in office and in front of a microphone on a regular basis. Like we all should be truly concerned at this point. So there's two statements that came out. One was from the Washington Emergency Management Team. And and one of the things that they said very bluntly was, please do not eat Tide Pods or inject yourself with disinfectants. Nobody else sees how fucking ludicrous this shit is. Nobody sees this. Am I the only person? Lysol was like, oh, no, the fuck you won't. Nope. Nope. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. So they said, they put out an official statement, and their statement was, as a global leader in health and hygiene products, we must be clear that under no circumstance should our disinfectant products be administered into the human body through injection, ingestion, or any other route. I have a sidebar question. First of all, where the fuck y'all getting Lysol at? Because I can't find Lysol nowhere. And I think that I shared with you guys that I'm OCD. I'm down to one can of Lysol. Now, I got my Clorox wipes. And, you know, we're keeping up on that. But my Lysol... Listen, look, and, and and I'm not name, you know, I'm not a brand name girl. Like, I will use a Walmart brand. As long as it says disinfectant and it kills 99.9% of all germs, I will purchase it. So, where y'all, I mean, they talking about this shit like it's readily available out here in these streets. And I can't find it. I can't find it. Let me pull back on the cussing a little bit. But, I digress. If anybody knows, by the way, <laughs> where the Lysol is, phone a friend. 
Um, the second thing that I wanted to say is Tide Pods don't work either. And I can tell you that firsthand. I have an eight-year-old and uh, she happens to be a baby that was born at the end of May. And I remember when she was born, I had a girlfriend who really believes in... Um, you know, like the signs, the your birthday and signs and all that stuff. And I'm just, I've never really been that person. But she told me, she said, ooh, ooh you having this baby that's born at the end of May? That she, 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 her sign um, is a twins. And my, she was telling me that her own daughter was born in the same sign. And, you know, she very candidly said, my daughter's fucking crazy. So you should look out for your daughter. All right. So my child at the age of three, and she's eight now, so everybody relax. But at the age of three, me and my OCD ass leaves the house to make sure that, like, I'm cleaning all of my um, all of my comforters, right? And I have to go to a laundromat because, you know, in Chicago, we got big, gigantic comforters, right? Because we're, like, in the middle of, like, what feels like the Antarctica in the middle of winter. And so, you know, it would happen to be spring. And so I was like, let me go wash all of these comforters. And I want to replace my real thick comforters with thinner comforters because it ain't never really hot in Chicago, just FYI. If you ever thinking about coming here, um... Only time it's hot is July and August. Any other time, you're going to be chilly. And I will say that one year in July, it was pretty nippy outside. Okay? Anyway, let me get back to what I'm talking about here. We are leaving the laundromat. And my three-year-old at the time, who's now eight, was sitting in the back of the car. And all of a sudden, I hear... My nervousness is already shot, right? So I look in the back in the window and I see blue shit coming out of her mouth, y'all. I bust a U-turn in the middle of the street. I don't know if cars was coming at me, around me, on the side of me. I don't know what. But all I knew was I was closer to the laundromat than I was to my house. I bust a U-turn in the middle of the street drag the child out of the car and start dumping her head in the water. All I'm saying is your commander in chief has the brain of a three year old. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. And y'all really, 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 really should be worried. Be worried. Moving on. Um... Listen, I hope this is this is a very serious matter, and I want to make sure that I am not making light 
I kind of did make light of it. But first of all, we all need to laugh every now and then. Um, but if your children are listening to this podcast, right, <laughs> or your lucid pop-pop, please share with them they should not ingest Lysol or Tide Pods, okay? All right, so do you guys remember that I was talking to you about Dr. Burks? Now, Dr. Burks is a part of the White House Task Force for Coronavirus, and I was pretty angry with her because um, she said that... Um, well, you know, um, you know, we could, if we open up, you know, it's part of the country and, you know, and, and, and we think it's okay to open up, you know, salons and tattoo shops and, you know, um, if they can social distance themselves inside of there, then, um, you know, it'll be okay. I mean, like, I don't know how they would do it, but people are being creative. Yeah. Um, remember I said she was going to hell for that? So here's what she's going to hail in a handbasket for. Apparently, she was literally sitting in the room when um, your commander in confusion started telling people to take Lysol. And she said nothing. She sat there and looked crazy in the face. She said nothing. And um, Dr. Kavita Patel, who is from the former Obama White House, she was the health director, the health policy director. She uh, had this to say about Dr. Burks today on uh, MSNBC. Essentially, but his words do have an effect. And I'll be, you know, even more candid, I was pretty disappointed in Dr. Burks. I understand she was caught off guard, but this isn't really something that you have to even placate. Health professional, the responsible thing to do is to shut it down and say, no, nobody should ingest anything or put anything into the human body. We actually have cases of children who already do this and hurt themselves, kill themselves. So this is not trivial. And, Nicole, just one step further, the policy, I mean, we have systematically been shutting down science, and the fact that states and local health officials have to spend time responding to this instead of actually testing people, tracing, and working on a real response to COVID is an even bigger slap and should be, every governor should be sending a bill to the White House for the cost the opportunity cost of today just to spend time on dispelling this insanity. Yeah. Yeah. It's serious. It's serious. Um, they also spoke on that same uh, um, program today about how, um, you know, the commander in confusion is was out here telling people to take Pocky. Now, I spoke to that about it on a previous show as well. Uh, the medication that normally is for lupus and arthritis. He was out here telling people to take those pills. And apparently a couple, um, you know, heeded his advice and the man died. The FDA has since put out um, a statement saying, hey, folks, 
Don't mess around with Placky Neal. Don't do that. Don't, mm-mm, don't do that. Um, so, but Dr. Burks, you know, her oath that she takes as a physician says that she should first do no harm. And if she can't see the harm and sitting quietly as this man stood up here and told people to take Lysol and disinfectants, she sat there quietly and didn't say a word out to tell you. In the Bible, it also says that for those who stand around and watch people do wrong, treat people bad, um, sin, people that stand there and say nothing are equally as guilty. And Dr. Burks, we're going to have some, you're going to have to report to somebody um, about your behavior here. Um, let's talk about the rebound. So places are ready to, um, you know, quickly go back to social, a regular social environment. And, um, John Hopkins again is saying that social distancing is for it to be fully effective is, is likely going to have to go to June 1st in, um, some areas across the United States. And, you know, if, if, if we're not willing to wait for that, we're going to have a really big resurgence and it's going to be a hotbed. I, this, you know, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to all of the podcasts because what you'll hear is, you know, me trying to warn people, you know, ahead of time. And so what you're, what you'll hear on the podcast or, you know, me saying, Hey, look out for this, you know, check this out. Listen for that. Listen for this. I'll share this. You know, I'll try to peep you to the game. I'll try to, you know, give you information ahead of time so that, you know, or you can prepare yourself, or you can be ready for this real pandemic. So, um, there's there's a doctor, um, his name is Peter Holtis, and he is from a research hospital in Houston, and, and he, he had some real concerns about us returning back to... Um, society without a real plan. Let's listen to what he said. We, we've got to now move forward and figure out we're in a very precarious time in the nation. Uh, there's a lot of economic pressure now to live social distancing. We know it's been highly effective. The models coming out of Seattle now say we need to keep that social distancing uh, for the month of May until around June 1 for many states. We also know that's not going to happen. The governors are under enormous pressure to open up the economy sooner. And here's the big problem. We do not have a health system in place to accommodate that. If you are going to open up the economy sooner, it means that in a, in a, at source places of business across the country, we have the testing in place. 
Public health departments have the contact tracing in place. We have syndromic, uh, uh, syndromic surveillance in place. None of that is in place when I'm talking to most city health directors. So what that means is we're not ready to open up the economy. We have teams that are looking at the economic recovery, but they failed to link it to public health recovery. And this is kind of what Donald McNeil was saying. I, I was overhearing him uh, previously that unless we in parallel put a commensurate response to public health to handle the people coming back to work, we risk a rebound that will look like Queens, New York and multiple places across the United States. He said if we don't have measures in place that there we're going to see Queens, New York and multiple places around the United States. That's real. That's real, y'all. That's real. We have to have testing in place. We have to have contact tracing in place. And we have to have surveillance in place. Right? Testing that works. <laughs> testing where we get the answers relatively quickly so that we know who's got it, if it's in clusters, how we, <clears throat> how we, uh, you know, kind of remove those people from others so that it's not spread, contact tracing. That means we find out, okay, you got it. Who was you talking to, talking with? Who was you sitting with? Who was you, you know, who was cutting your hair and putting, giving you a tattoo? Motherfuckers. Um, you know, surveillance. Like, we need to know and have measures in place before we do this. We have to have both an economic response that is parallel to the public health, to which both commensurate side by side, not one by one. That couldn't have been said more eloquently. All right, I'm only going to do one last segment. I had two more, but it's getting a little long, and uh, feedback is we like the shorter podcast, something to watch. So Georgia, we talked about Margaret and um, Janine wanting to go out and pick peaches and wanting the beaches to open up, and doctors told them not to do it, but Governor Kemp, he said it'd be mighty fine. So um, he went ahead and opened everything up. Well, here's something to watch. Prisons, nursing homes, and meat processing facilities. Talked about all three a long time ago. But I want you to continue to watch it. And since Georgia wants to be a guinea pig, and I'm scared. For Georgia, I mean, the only thing that's saving Georgia is um, Mayor Bottoms. We talked about her on uh, last night's show, probably a show before that, but Keisha Bottoms. That's the only thing that's saving, like, the people in Atlanta. Alana, 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 Alana. Um, it's Keisha Bottoms. And, you know, Killer Mike's a bunch of entrepreneurs and dope people in, in, in Atlanta that's just really like, hey, hold your peace. Um, but 
for the rest of y'all who just got to get over to Target. And you all are going to be considered the guinea pigs. Um, And because here's what we know about Georgia right now. 40% of all COVID-19 deaths are related to nursing homes in Georgia right now today. Prisons in Georgia now. We've been talking about how nobody's been saying anything, but it's starting to creep up on the television now. And what they've noted is that Georgia's got a bunch of prisons that has some outbreaks. Um, And then the last thing that's happening in Georgia is that apparently Georgia, Arkansas, and Texas has the largest numbers of meat facilities. Um, And... They have had, those meat facilities in Georgia have also had um, outbreaks. Um, so, everybody just look out for, look, look out and pray for Georgia. You know, for real. Look out and pray for them because they're opening up and I will say that there, apparently there has some, been some converse um protests, you know, where um, people, you know, you had the uh, Confederate flag flyers out there talking crazy in Michigan, but in Georgia, conversely, they've had people who said, hey, we don't need to do this right now. We don't need to do this. Um, The last something to watch, I am going to say for another show, um, But it's a pretty interesting piece. I'm going to ask you to come back. Um, And it's related to a uh, nursing home in California. Remember I told you guys California sets the model for the United States? Now they're setting a a great uh, standard for nursing homes. Uh, And we'll talk about that on um, our next show. Thank you for coming out. Hmm, I said coming out like y'all at show. Thank you for turning the podcast on. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I hope that you're able to take your newfound knowledge to the people you love and that they're able to take it to the people they love because it is my goal to serve you the breakdown on politics. Thank you. Have a good night.